Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you're about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. I've heard situations where people have gone to church meeting or all night or whatever in a bus. They are going home and they all died on the way. Yeah. And they're like, oh, how can God be like that? Who said God was interested in that track they took? Was God involved in the decision making? Several years ago, the Holy Spirit began to show me this kind of life. I close and I'm going, I get to the trotter station and I'm talking to the Holy Spirit. Then I see a vision of the car I'm supposed to join. And I'll see a blue black. But when I get there, I see a yellow van and they will tell me one more person. This is where making decision on God and making decision based on the flesh is because you are in a hurry and you will join the one the car that needs one passenger and you are the one, that one passenger. Because that blue one, there's only two, there are only two people sitting in there. When are you going to sit in there? You'll be shocked as you sat in there. It will be full in minutes. Because, you see, until you get to the point to know that you don't know what will happen in the next two minutes. If you can tell me that. If you can tell me what will happen in the next five minutes. Then you don't need God. But if you cannot, then you need him. Hmm. How people will, will be dating for a long time knowing and thinking they found the best person in life until that very hour where they know that you are not the the person marries another person the question is if you knew if you knew you will not have begun in the first place because you made a decision by yourself how could you how could you how could you have lived life without god could you did you ever read in your bible that god even made a man marry a prostitute and it was a successful marriage how do you make decision with god and say it wasn't working how god never leads any marriage into divorce never 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 I know the thoughts that I think towards you 
not of evil, but of good. So flow with the current of good plan. Don't fight. <laughs> Don't look at an ant trying to fight a flowing river. It is impossible. You just need to join the river and alight where you want to alight. Stay on God's word and alight where you ought to alight. Look at it. You are born. Now, he's not talking to unbelievers. Paul is talking to believers. But he's saying God finds no pleasure with those. Now, he's not taking no pleasure in what you did. But the one who did it. He takes no pleasure with those who are controlled by the flesh. Because if you are not controlled by the flesh, you will not have taken that decision. So God has no problem with the decision you took. He had a problem with the one that allowed himself to be controlled by the flesh. He takes no pleasure. Do you know why he takes no pleasure? Because you did that thing not by faith. Because the Bible says in Hebrews eleven six that without faith it is impossible to please God. So a man that takes decision by the flesh is a man that takes decision not by faith. If you took the decision by faith, then it was on the word of God. Because faith cometh by hearing the word. You heard the word. You made a decision by the word. Alright, go, go on. Verse 9. You are not supposed to take decisions by the flesh. Why? Because when the spirit of Christ em- empowers your life, you, you are not dominated by the flesh, but by the spirit. I love what the King James Version said. It's, in simple terms, said, ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwells in you, so be that the spirit of you cannot be born again. You are born again because God's spirit dwells in you. That's why we call you born again. And God's spirit dwells in you to guide your life. Not to guide you in the way of the flesh. He's called spirit of God. Not spirit of flesh. He's supposed to guide you. Because you, you see, that's why I was explaining on Friday. Once you lose, um, you know, the truth behind who you really are, that is when you begin to take any decision. Man is not body. Man is a spirit. This body that you cherish so much is just a house for your spirit. You will not understand until one day you have the opportunity to go to the mortuary. You will understand. You see a lot of houses. You see a lot of houses lying down there. But the tenants are gone to where they came from. Why? How you pay attention to that pimple on your face? How you pay that attention? You want to get all the cream to make sure it's gone. If you take that particular attention to how you are not flowing in by the spirit and take the time to fix that, 
you will get the result you would have gotten in applying the cream to your face. But eventually, you are preparing this one for termite. God's spirit is in me. I take spiritual decisions. Look, he said, but ye are not in the flesh. Ye are not, you are not in the flesh. You are not, not, not today, not tomorrow. You are not in the flesh. So don't make decisions based on the flesh. Why? The spirit of God is in you to help you. And he said, now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So you see here, he's not talking about the unbelievers. He's talking about believers. Trying to tell you that all of us have the spirit of God. So he's expecting you to make decisions. Once you record an iota of failure in your Christian walk, there was an interplay of the flesh. There's an interplay. You always have to go back to God's word and find out what was happening. Go to Ephesians 4 verse 17. Let me show you something. Ephesians 4 17. Start with King James and this I say therefore and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth say henceforth. He said walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Now who is he talking to? The church of Ephesus. That is the church. So if he mentioned Gentile, that means the Gentiles are unbelievers. The church is Ephesus. Gentiles are unbelievers. So in other words, he's saying that henceforth from today, he said you, from today, walk not as the other unbelievers walk in the vanity of their mind. 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 That means the unbelievers walk in the vanity of their mind. Because they are not spiritually lighted. Nothing spiritual makes sense to them. They don't understand why you have to go to church and sit down. And listen to some, somebody talking. <laughs> and you see, that thought of unbelievers is not different from some believers who go to church. Because they don't understand. They think going to the party, fornicating, doing crazy things is life. When they sit to hear God's word that, that created them, that gives them life, is a waste of time. So, they can't sit three hours, four hours, but they can spend the night. They don't think prayer for long is beneficial. Have you heard of some believers who say that, look, it's not about the way you go to church. It's not about the way you pray. It's about God in your heart. If you have time to go into the word of God to give you a glimpse of eternity, that nonsense will come out of your mouth. time to look into the word of God to give you a glimpse when you dream and you realize you have no control in the dream 
something is about to happen to you and you have no control you don't know that day you end, you come out of this body and you enter into eternity that's when you realize that this is proper life you hear people dying every day it's, it's, a, it's a sign to you <laughs> to let you know yesterday you sent me a, a video of a house that they built a construction nobody knew it was going to come down it just came down and they were asking if that person under the knew I'm, not, I'm sure you'll come out and wait for the building to collapse don't use some small school you went to you are not even the brightest don't use some small job you are not even the best paid don't allow anything physical to make you want to see God the creator of the heavens and the earth are you serious to want to talk to him and and say look forget about whatever you are saying and but he made you you see the reason why I'm saying look into the word you understand eternity because in Psalm 139 you will know how you were formed have you heard of a sickness called stone in the kidney go and ask the doctors how difficult is it to, to heal that sickness Because when you look at the kidney, you, you ask yourself, what material is this? Can you sew a kidney? If it's the flesh, you can cut and take it out and sew back. But how do you cut the kidney or the liver and take out what you have to take and you want to switch it back? At that point, you just trust God for healing. And you can be in the hospital for so long yeah. waiting for that sickness to heal. And you dare open your mouth and talk to the creator of the heavens and the earth because we're near Biekakra. So now people will speak against church, speak against men of God, speak against believers, speak against the things of God because they think they're having fun. Look, you made all the delicate inner part of my body Jesus. and knit me together in my mother's womb. <laughs> you know the word knit? Yes, yes. You see, in the way you do? Yes. He knit you together in your mother's womb. Your parents only had sex, that's all. They had no idea what was going on behind the scenes. You that God knit. <laughs> Firstly, when a baby, when a baby is formed, the baby has organs, right? So the baby has a liver. At that small, has kidneys. And I'm wondering, what material will God use to, to, to make that tiny kidney, tiny intestines, 
and gives it the ability to grow as the baby grows and that one comes out and now looks unto God and says you are too small thank God for love you see God can crush the whole world and nobody can I was, I was praying for one, Aram's, one of Aram's friends, a pastor. All of a sudden, he has a tongue, but it's difficult for him to speak. I learned a lot when I was praying with him. I asked myself, I said, God, how do you make men talk? Because this guy has a tongue, yet no word. Is coming out of his mouth. When I'm praying for people with cases, as I pray, I think about it again. He's walking. He can write. He can do everything. Once upon a time, he was talking. I've spoken to him severally. But all of a sudden, for a couple of weeks, his own and words are not coming. His state of being has changed. He has left the realm of talkers. Of course, he will speak anyway. But, but at that moment, he has left the world or the realm of people who talk. If God does not intervene, there will be a time his friends will not be people who talk. He must find himself in the community of people who don't talk. And when you can say, Oh Lord, thank you. And he wants to say the same thing you are saying. And yet no sound. <laughs> the day you know you have no control over your body. That is the day you go with God. Somebody could just walk easily. Until he gets a lock. And all of a sudden he cannot walk again. Somebody can lift up their hand. Do everything until one day. He just hit his head on something and a part of his brain was not able to work and he cannot lift this hand again. And blood begins to stop flowing. If humans have power, you could restore it again and say, I'm, I'm doing it again and walk. And that is when you realize that life depends on him. So the Bible says that do not be wise in your own eyes. Do not be wise in your own eyes. He said we are wonderfully and fearfully made. There are some operations when they are done. The doctors will say trust God for healing. Because they can do nothing. Seven years, ten years of education. It's just understanding and discovering what the maker has already made. To see how best you, what you can do to help it.
It takes pride. It's only pride that doesn't make people want to stay with God's word. Just pride. But we as believers, we are separated. The Bible says that we are a holy nation. Separated people. The world needs to find satisfaction with God through us. They need to know that the God they can see manifests through a group of people called believers. Now, this believer is not getting the result the word claims. How can the unbeliever come to the believer? You are struggling the way I'm struggling. How different is your life compared to mine? Because that believer is going against God's word. The Bible says that you are in the spirit. You have been given the Holy Spirit. He called the spirit of Christ. The spirit of Christ is in you. Not to get you to church every Sunday or Wednesday or Friday. But to get you to live a victorious life. The life the word claims and declares. Because in the church, both unbelievers and believers are welcome. But the difference is in the result of life. How some are finding it difficult to get things done. And the other group get things done for them. You see. Alright. So back to Ephesians um, chapter 4. He says, don't walk like the unbelievers. Don't walk like the unbelievers. See, I refuse to walk like the unbelievers. But but most of your friends are unbelievers too. That's the strange part. I'm telling you, most of your friends don't know Jesus. That's the strange part. To even do that is to go against God's word. Because the Bible says that, do not be equally yoked. Did he say hate them? No. For the Bible says, two cannot work except they agree. that's your friend how come that your best friend doesn't know Jesus and you are okay how can you be okay that's why I was born again the Holy Ghost is part of your friend selection process Hmm. you have no idea when you befriend the Holy Ghost now when somebody else is coming into your life he helps you in approving that one he will not bring somebody who will want to come and poison you the next time or somebody who will come and wish you evil do you think the enemies are those who kill their fr- no 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 it's friends I cannot get you until I come into your life That their minds are darkened. Look at it. Uh-huh. He said, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? 
like the story some of you, somebody was telling me you are born again you are dating a Muslim and you are expecting glory you, you think you understand love understand love so in your mind you have a plan I love him I love her after some time I'll pray for him or her the word said don't be equally yoked first what you can be somebody I see around I will pray for you as an unbeliever when you receive Jesus and his will is for me to get married to you I will don't jump into it and start giving God you, I mean, give, give yourself reasons why you think you have to be in it. Because for all you know, he might change. It's God. For all you know, it's God's will. I came to announce to you, it's not God's will. It's not God's will today. It's not God's will tomorrow. You are the righteousness of God. He says, what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness. The word fellowship is the word koinonia. Sharing. You share. What are you sharing together? Now you said that you said. You said everything. You are a good sharer. Ah, why? What are, what are you sharing? Inheritance. He said, "What fellowship?" And sometimes some 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 believers call counselors, whatever. They are not bold to say, "My friend, it's a wrong relationship. Get out." They want to pamper it. Human right. What if you get you get into the marriage? He says, I'm not changing today. You stop that your check thing. Come and come and spoil your forehead. <laughs> and, and you tell the person, oh no, you are not coming to do Hayapangalapa. Don't bring that case before me. Be you not on be you not unequally yoked. This is God's word. You are not wiser than God. Yeah. Do you know Timothy? Timothy was an offspring of a Gentile and a Jew. The mother was a Jew. Her grandmother was his grandmother was Lois, right? The mother was um, Eunice. Eunice was a Jew, but Timothy's father was a Gentile. Do you know how Timothy suffered? For him to follow Paul, they have to circumcise him because they will not accept him. They will not accept him. You see, the Jews, they are very clear with God's word. If God's word says you, says you, must, be, you must be circumcised, Master, who are you? You can, listen, you cannot enter into their temple you cannot preach. You must go through what the word says. 
Today we are the spiritual Israel. And we accept everything. Yes, of course, the church is an open place for everybody to come. But there are things God says you should not. People come to church, we tell them Jesus, about Jesus. They receive Jesus into their heart and they become like us. Now we are equally yoked. You think marriage is a child, marriage is child's play? Your best friend is an unbeliever, and you call that person your best friend. And as for church people, there, the way they do their things, me, I don't like. They, they don't like life. They don't want. I bet you so. When you are going to church on Sunday, oh, but there is a party here. Oh, but we are okay. Go now. Okay, just 10, 10, 10 minutes. So you come to church and the pastor is preaching, giving you eternal wisdom and life, and you are in a hurry because that friend is is at home doing you with text messages. Leave God. Leave God. Come, come. Let's go. Do you know why marriages fail? They fail when one party decides not to look unto Christ. When both of you decide to look unto Christ, you will meet. When one loves Christ more than the other, the marriage will break. You hurt me so much, I forgive you, not because of myself, but how much I love him. That's why I forgive you. Yes, I saw you. You fornicated. You cheated on me. You did this. See, it, it's easier for a believer filled with love to forgive than an unbeliever who is not filled with the fruit of the Spirit. You won't understand until you understand how he forgave Mary Magdalene. You will not understand until how he allowed Judas to kiss him when he was the one betraying him. You will not understand until when he went to see Mary Magdalene went to Simeon's house. He allowed him to come and kiss his feet, wash his feet with his tear, her tears, and wipe. And you think you understand love? And unfortunately, that same love he has shed abroad in our heart, so we can express that same love. Who says people won't hurt you? They will hurt you, but your response is not according to human love. Are you not the same person that said, I do, I do? Why the matchet now? Because that love is not agape. for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Raymond 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. 
and sit under the reign of heaven in our Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny Hyphen L. Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny L. Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting prints and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International Contact Services on plus 233-54-722-1773 or plus 233-50-432-8959 for any inquiries. So many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com You were made to live from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.